1: entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper.
2: Well, hi there. This is Chris Cooper of Be more dot um, I hope you're uh, having a, a good week. It's uh, it's wet over here in the United Kingdom at the moment. If you're sitting somewhere sunny, then I wish I was with you. Um, firstly, just like to uh, sort of say that um, over the last uh, couple of weeks, we've had shows on how to present confidently with Alan Stevens and Paul Lutois, uh which had lots of great feedback. So if you've not listened to that, I would have a listen, and also. Uh, we talked about confidence with Ailey Milnes. And what I wanted to do, because I think confidence is such an important theme, is to continue that theme for a third show with how to master self-image. Now, during my research for this show, I found in Wikipedia a simple definition of a person's self-image, which was um, your answer, really, to this question. So listen to this question. What do you believe people think about you? Now, my understanding of self-image is, therefore, that it's something that can be established by what people can visibly sort of see about you, judges on, and our own experiences and judgments, what we take on board. And these judgments, they can begin in childhood. And they clearly do. Um, for example, I had a belief that I was uncoordinated and poor at sport. Uh, this came from my parents' and friends' comments about me and, and judgments um, I made as a young child on the, on the soccer field. However, as I found later in life, this self-image was actually incorrect. Um, I could run long distances very well. I was far from uncoordinated when it came to racket sports. I'm very coordinated when it comes to playing the guitar now. Um, My childhood belief, however, did affect my self-image. And it meant that I always felt as a child, not not just outside of being one of the cool ones at school, uh, you know, someone on the periphery. And it took me a while to to build that self-image up, I think, over time. Now, what is clear is that how we perceive our self-image and how others choose to treat and perceive us has an incredible impact on our success in business and in life. It can have an enormous impact on sales results. I know when I'm training salespeople that um, the level of self-image can almost be correlated really to their sales achievement Uh, and also greatly impacts confidence to drive careers and drive businesses to significant levels. So in the show, I'm, I'm delighted to have self-image expert Daryl Noak on the show. Now, Darryl transformed his life from a, a very difficult, abusive childhood with an understandably low self-image to a very high-flying entrepreneur, investor, real estate authority, coach, financier and author. Over 35 years, Dowell has taken five companies to national and international levels, and he's gone on to see them generate billions of dollars in revenue. He's the author of Mastering a Healthy Self-Image, the guidebook to real happiness and enormous success, and he's the creator of gratitude coins, which have had uh, much publicity in the United States. I'm sure he'll tell us a little bit about those later. There are a few better people, therefore, to talk about this subject with me today. So I'd just like to welcome Daryl Noak.
0: Hey, Chris. Thank you so much. How are you today? I am awesome. How about you?
2: Awesome. I am fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, good to um, have you on the show. And I think maybe we could start, Daryl, by asking you the question. Um, I've given you what I saw as a definition of self-range. I wonder how you define it. I'm also interested to ask you, I see the words self-esteem and confidence uh, used almost interchangeably. I wonder if these are the same thing or not. Can you help us? Sure. Well,
0: you know, um, I believe that they have some similarity. But self-esteem, self-image is how you perceive yourself, how how good you feel about you. And self-confidence really is a little bit different in that self-confidence is how much, how much ability do you have to take on projects, to take on whatever challenge there is and so you know, your self-confidence really relates to your ability to take action and self-esteem is how
2: well you like yourself. Uh, so is, is self-esteem the same as self-image then or is that something different?
0: I believe that they that they are fairly interchangeable. You know, uh, you know, you could debate maybe a little bit of the difference, but I think they're they're pretty much one and the same. Your your self confidence, your your self esteem, and your self image really, um, really truly is how you believe in yourself.
2: And, and does that therefore is a there, is there a process here then, Darrell? Does does self image uh, then drive confidence
0: without a doubt um, the the better you feel about yourself the the more you 've raised your self esteem and your self image the higher your confidence level will go
2: great so i can see I can see the, the link between those so if if we use the word self esteem then uh, or, and self image will you know we use the, we're using those in, interchangeably in the interview as potentially the same thing um, <clears throat> I wonder. Why do you think then self-image is just so essential to achieving, you know, really great success in business and in life?
0: Well, you know, if if you don't have a good self-esteem, that means you're not going to have self-confidence. And so where are you going to draw your ability to really find find the depth of energy in order to take you? past the challenges in life that come up because no matter what we do, anything great requires that we overcome challenges and if we don't have self-esteem and we don't have self-confidence, we won't take on those projects and we won't overcome those challenges and we won't be anywhere near as successful because we don't have those that self-esteem and that self-confidence.
2: <coughs> is, is this? In in achieving great success in business and life, then I, I mean, what is is there a percentage that you can attribute to self-image or self-esteem? Uh, is is it is it the lion's share of it? I mean,
0: well, you know, uh, I believe that it is. I believe that self-esteem and self-confidence um, are the foundation stones of any greatness in life, and if you don't have it, you know. um a fact uh, of life here in the, in the US is that 95% of every American will die broke um, living on a fixed income that is really not a much of a fixed income. And so, you know, as we go through life every day, you know, you see how how proud do you walk when you're walking down the street so, you know do you do you have a great smile on your face do you exude that self-confidence and that that feeling of knowing that you can do anything in life and you know a lot of people when you see them you know they they really don't exude that and and you know they they do a lot of things to themselves they do a lot of things to their life that unfortunately no one can no one sets out to die broke, but the unfortunate fact is, is ninety five percent of us do. So we really do have to change the way we react with ourselves and we react to the world.
2: Mm. So I guess the the ideal is to uh, is to not is to die um, not with wealth, but also with, you know die with wealth and um, and being happy and adding value. I guess it's having well, it all. Uh,
0: you know, we, we have to have some prosperity in life and uh, you know, because if we don't have some prosperity that really degrades our self-esteem and our self-confidence
2: we'll go over to a commercial break I shall be back again with, uh, with Daryl Noak in a few moments
1: it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network if you lead a team of any kind you need to listen to this show tune in to leading with emotional intelligence hosted by esther orioli esther provides you with the tools and techniques you need to harness the power of eq to stop setting goals and start changing behaviors in your organization Get the latest concepts in EQ from a top-of-the-house perspective and have your questions answered on-air. Leading with Emotional Intelligence is broadcast live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at BeMoreAchieveMore.com. That's info at BeMoreAchieveMore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper.
2: Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and CC1Consulting.com. And I'm afraid we just lost Daryl uh, before the break there, but so uh, we're all back again online. So... Um, let's continue with the show and let's, um, me ask you, Darrell, We were talking about kind of self image and, um, we're talking about, that. So moved on to things like, uh, uh being prosperous, etc. But I think maybe if I could ask you now, um, how do we actually form that self image from your perspective? Well, um, no
0: one, no one is born with all of everything they need to have a, unstoppable self-esteem and self-confidence, so it's something we all have to build. And so the more we work towards building that, the better we're going to find our life and and our accomplishments in life. And so, number one, what you have to do is you have to make a decision. I am going to become a different person. I am going to raise my self-esteem and I am going to take the steps necessary. Now, you know, a lot of times we don't decide, we don't make that definitive connection of saying, yes, this is where I'm going. So number one is decide. Then number two is you've got to educate the living daylights out of yourself. You know, if you're really going to be successful and everybody has their different uh, idea of what success is, uh, you know, uh, I was speaking to a young lady um, yesterday and uh, we were talking about you know, her three children, raising them with really healthy self-esteem, really having a great attitude in life, and, and really being happy about themselves is her level of success. So, you know, educate yourself about what it is that is going to be your level of success, but also educate yourself on how do you build a self-esteem. You know, one of the things I did was, I spent hours and hours and hours listening to cassette tapes early on in my life, and you know, I mentioned to you earlier that I literally listened to cassette tapes on raising my self-esteem and self-confidence 24 hours a day for about 10 years. I really became intense about it, and so bringing that education into your life of, of, of what steps you should be doing and then you know number three is you got to change the way you talk to yourself you know we all have had so much negativity in our life that um we you know we do some things and we say to ourselves well that was stupid and you know that that's just not gonna serve you well to be saying things like that to yourself and so one of the things that i made up that i really felt helped me a lot but it's yeah i i give this card out to people all the time. And and it really, I, I have a lot of people tell me that it would make a big difference in their life. And this this card simply says, I like myself. I love my life. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm healthy. And I add brightness to the life of everyone I meet. And so, um, you know, having having that on your mirror and having, you know, having those kinds of self-talk really changes the way you perceive yourself. And uh, number four is start learning to smile. Consciously think more times a day That you're going to smile because every time you smile your body releases endorphins that makes you feel good but also every time you smile someone else sees you smile and it impacts them and every time you know you positively impact another human being then you know that you feel better yourself because you helped another person feel better and um the uh, number five is dress up more you know Polish your shoes, trim your hair, you know, clean your office up, rearrange a little bit, maybe rearrange your furniture in your house, Uh, you know, do a variety of things that make you proud. And, you know, the more you do of those things, the more it raises your self-esteem. And number six is make a victory list. You know, make a list of some of the most proud moments of your life. What did you do? How much detail can you put in there of how you felt, you know, did you get goosebumps when you felt that proud? What was it that you did? How did you do it? What really were the things that made you proud of it? And the more detail you have in in those variety of things that you make a list, the more that when you have a down day, you can go back to that victory list and you can relive the excitement of those, those things that really made you proud. And those kinds of things, as well as many more, can really start making a dramatic change in your your self esteem and your life
2: great great so so this is really this is really how to master then our self images these these are the steps to take
0: it, it absolutely is um, you know um, <coughs> If you, you know, once you've made that conscious decision and you start taking those steps, you know, you start reading every day, you start, you start changing the way you think, you know, when you catch yourself making a statement that's not positive, you say, how could I, how could I change the way that I say that to myself? And, and the more consciousness that you, you put into the effort, the more you start to really do it by um, your subconscious just takes over. The you know the more times you say to yourself, I like myself, I love my life, I'm excited, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I add brightness to the life of everyone I meet, the more it drives that into your subconscious and the more it becomes a habit pattern that you do without even thinking.
2: So, so something like self-image, I... I... You know, see as being something that uh, unless you unless you go through a process like this continuously, it can be quite sticky. It can be, as you say, a, a formed habit. So really, what I'm, I'm seeing through this process is that what you're doing is you're uh, you are making this fundamental decision, but you're educating yourself and and filling yourself with positivity through the kind of recordings and the education you're listening to. So I guess um, maybe we should talk about it. it's probably some things that we should actually avoid listening and absorbing ourselves with 24 hours a day
0: without a doubt <laughs> um you know um and i i know that um i'm not always um i'm not always um thought of as an exciting way when i mention some of these things but you know uh if you're watching too much television and all the negativity that's on the television you got to turn it off because What you're doing is you're allowing a lot of negativity in your life. And you're the only person that can choose to allow that negativity into your life and into your mind. And, you know, if you're associating with friends that really don't have the best habit patterns, they're not really going the places in life that you want to be going. Sometimes you have to change the friends that you have. And, you know, sometimes that's not always, always you know, the easiest thing to do, you know, you've had a friend for a long time, you may have grown up with them and they're not going anywhere in life. They're, they're have that negative outlook on life. And sometimes you have to limit the amount of time that you let that person. And, you know, this is not a real popular statement either, but if your family is really negative, sometimes you have to limit the amount of time that you spend with your family in the effort to change and get your foundation built of raising your self esteem
2: and that can be quite hard concept particularly if if you have a family that uh, you know maybe don't look on the bright side as as much as you do <laughs> so just um, I, i'm also interested in you, know, you had this you have this card this affirmation card you know i like myself i love my life happy healthy I have brightness to the life everyone i meet um, would you recommend that and i know you give that you give that card away to people don't you um i i do is is that now that's a you know great statement would you recommend that people uh, use that or would you recommend that they craft their own i
0: think they should do both uh, you know i i think this is a great statement that really builds a foundation for someone and so um you know, I tell people that if they go out to my website uh, and request it, we'll send them a grad- We'll send them this uh, affirmation coin for free. And so um, the, uh, but not only should you be saying this because this builds a great foundation for yourself, but you should craft your own so that. <coughs> excuse me, when you have, when you have some things that you want to be particularly focused on, you should be saying. Those specific things to yourself, so that you focus on that as well as building this foundation.
2: So, tell us about those you just mentioned. There, the gratitude coins is, is, are they are they something with that stamped on them? What what are they?
0: <coughs> well, um, <coughs> excuse me. I um, about seven years ago, I developed a gratitude coin, um, and I developed it just for myself. I look, I w- I was looking at my life and I said, you know, I've had a lot of challenges in my life. I've overcome a lot of adversity, but I've gotten to the point where I built an incredible life. And I keep saying to myself every day, you know, I'm not as happy as I could be. And as soon as I reach this level of success here, then I'll, that's when my happiness and my contentment will really be there. And then when i reach that level of life, I'd say, okay, well, but here's the level that will really give me the happiness and contentment of life. And and I said, you know what? You've got to stop that. You've got to stop saying that tomorrow is the day I'm going to be happy when I've reached this level of success. And you've got to start living in today. You've got to be excited and happy about today in order to have the excitement and you know as tony robbins would say the juice of life so i i literally i was i was driving home uh, one night and i i pulled over to the side of the road and i designed this coin that says gratitude coin on one side and on the other side it says i am grateful for and so i thought i'm going to touch this every day and this is going to be my grounding point of saying you really have um, the ability to to define your your satisfaction in life. And this gratitude coin is going to be that tangible piece that's going to bring you back and remind you every day to be more grateful. And so as soon as I designed that coin, I said, you know what, I can touch the world with this coin also, because if I am always thinking about what you know tomorrow is gonna bring rather than living in today, I think other people probably have that challenge as well. And so I started giving that gratitude coin out about seven years ago. And in the last seven years, I've given out more than 18,000 gratitude coins. So I, I really feel like I am, I am helping the world learn to be more grateful And I tell people, I say, this coin has magic in it. If you touch it every day, it reminds you to be more grateful. Being more grateful makes you a happier person. Being a happier person changes your life. And if you want the magic, you got to touch it every day.
2: Fantastic. It's a great, so it's an accident anchor.
0: Absolutely, yeah. You know, I I believe that we all have so many anchors in our life, uh, some that are positive, some that are negative. And every time we use those those anchors, they either pull us into a positive state of mind or they pull us into a negative state of mind. And so I use the gratitude coin to pull me into a really positive state of mind.
2: Fantastic. I, I like the uh, you know I like the, the concept of learning to smile more often, and maybe the the coin can help you do that too. But I was quite um, I thought it was a good idea. This idea about dressing up more and changing your appearance, and maybe polishing your shoes, and just doing you know something different.
0: Well, um, <clears throat> you know, if we're going to make a decision to be different, then we've got to do some activities each day that really are different than what we've done in the past you know they you know i, I know it's it's as an old saying it's been used so many times but but it really truly has a lot of profoundness in that if you're doing the same things that you've always done then how would you ever expect to get different results if you want different results you've got to take some different actions and if you want if you want some really greatness out of yourself you got to take massive action in order to become a different human being.
2: Yeah, yeah. Can't keep on doing the same thing, can you? Else, you'll get the same results. Good, good a good point. Also, uh, this uh, this idea of the victory list. You know, I think this is a a powerful thing to do. To to you know, identify all those things that have gone well in your life, and and I guess that's being grateful for them as well. I, I just wanted to share something that a a colleague. Of, Friend of mine, David Heiner, who we've had on this show before, where David showed me a a big kind of scrapbook that he has of all the, the positive you know achievements and he's had many in his life and the the wonderful testimonials and notes people have written. And you know, if you've ever have any moments of doubt, that's an amazing resource to go back to. So um, I was reminded of that last week and uh, and started working on mine because it uh, you know, it, it is a very positive uh, document to have. <clears throat> Do, do you have well, any, Do you have
0: anything like that? No, one of the things that happens, I I do I uh I really believe that when you when you go back to that victory list when you you know uh, uh there was a there was a really popular uh, uh video and book that came out called The Secret. Yes. And one of the things that was in The Secret was they uh, they called it a uh, now I just forgot, but a um, Dream, I guess a dream board, uh, you know, uh, they, where, you know, they literally would have a, a cork board type of thing and, and you put all of your dreams, all of all of your things that you really wanted to accomplish in life, you put those on that board and, and you have that, you see that, you, and, um, you know, that way every day you're reminding yourself, you know, your, your subconscious starts driving you in the direction of, they call it a vision board yes and so very similar to the book that you mentioned uh, that your friend told you about uh, very similar to the some of the things that you mentioned to me that that you've been doing to put your your victory list your your book your your vision board together um, that really truly drives all of that into your subconscious and in, in it your subconscious starts leading you in a direction. Of all of the things that you focus on every day,
2: yeah, that's that's great. Uh, there are there are kind of software programs and things that you can buy to clip images in and hold them on your computer, and you know those are good. I have to be honest; I I found it easier just having it on a board that I stick on the wall, or, or a, a, some you know series of PowerPoint slides that I've stuck up on the wall and are visible to me most days. Um, so well worth doing.
0: Great. Well, you uh, you mentioned earlier that. Uh, one of the things you do is you have photographs of your children, and every time you look at them, it helps you smile. And, mm. you know, uh, what, a, what, a, what a great focus to have. You know, your family, your, your wife, your children, you know, if you're focused on that, you're going to build a better life for your wife and your, your children.
2: Great stuff. Well, we're going to go to a commercial break again right now, and uh, I shall be back again with uh, with Daryl Noak in a few moments.
1: From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
0: How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader extraordinary life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring.
1: What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at BeMoreAchieveMore.com. That's info at BeMoreAchieveMore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper.
2: Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com, and uh, apologies if you've experienced um, some little technical dif- difficulties this afternoon uh, with uh, with Skype, which is amazing technology, but just occasionally it. Uh, um, it doesn't doesn't operate as we'd uh, ideally like it, but we are still grateful for it. So I'd like to sort um, of move on. I'm with Dal and Locke, um at the moment. And uh, Dal, what I think would be really interesting now if we could move on to, we've talked about self-image and you shared with us some uh, some great steps to help master it. So I think it would be really interesting to, if you could share with us, Know, your your sort of background for context and maybe tell us about your personal journey from you know I know what was a very challenging childhood to um, you know how you built up uh, your um, your self-esteem and achieved some of the things that you achieved
0: well um, I'd be glad to Chris um
2: <clears throat> i uh, I'm
0: the youngest of seven children um, my father left home and left my mother with seven children to raise and so uh, because of that, um, you know, uh, I'm 57. I'll be 58 uh, in a few months. And you know, back then, uh, my mother had a ninth grade education, so she really didn't have an education or skill set that would allow her to make enough money to take care of seven children. And so we were on welfare, and uh, we literally, uh, because we were on welfare that many years ago, we we lived in the projects of Chicago. And uh, so, you know, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't necessarily the best place to raise seven children, but my mother did the best she could. And, but um, at one year of age, I started running out toward the road. And my older sister, who was 11 at the time, she came running after me. And she tripped on the sidewalk and she fell and she landed on the back of my head. And she crushed my face into the cement. And you know, at one year of age, your your bone is not very your, it's not very rigid. So it literally crushed my bone and crushed my face. And so I grew up with a crushed face. Uh, we didn't have any money to uh, be able to get that fixed. And so that that really was difficult. Uh, you know, being a young boy in the ghetto of Chicago, starting to grow up. Uh, you know kids were no kinder back then than they are today and you know i got a lot of lot of harassment about having a crushed face and so that that was the start of you know being on welfare not having a lot of resources but then also having a crushed face it really i had a terrible self esteem and i i had to i had to overcome all of that and so that really helped me it helped me give me a lot of drive, though. You know, with with you know, I had the opportunity to say to myself, "I'm going to show everybody that I can be someone. I am someone, and I'm going to really go somewhere in life to show everybody that even though I have this crushed face, I can be someone that does some great things in life." So it did give me a lot of drive.
2: So, so I mean, was there a particular? Was there a particular moment when suddenly that became clear. Was it something that sparked that imagination, that you know, that uh, that drive?
0: Well, you know, um, my mother told me always. She would always say to me, "You know, you're a very special child. You know, you've got some special circumstances, but that that makes you a special child." And so that gave me some of a foundation, but, but. You know, I just, the more kids would joke with me, the more burning inside of me that it would give me to say, I'm going to grow up to be someone so that I, you know, I was doing it for the wrong reasons, potentially, but I just had this burning. I was going to grow up to be someone so I could show those people that, that my face did not define me, that it was me and my heart that really defined me and where I where I could go in my life. And so at age 22 though, my oldest brother gave me a set of Zig Ziglar tapes. And although I had the drive before, I didn't really have the tools, the knowledge in, in an effort to be able to really change my life. And when my oldest brother gave me those set of Zig Ziglar tapes, I just, I really immersed myself in that, and that was the beginning of really changing my life and and taking me on the path to greatness.
2: Mm. <clears throat> yes, uh, very powerful. Some of those uh, some of those Zig Ziglar tapes. Um, uh, so, so you, so you listen to these Zig Ziglar tapes, and I mean, what uh, at the age of twenty two did you did you did you sort of get through? college or did you start start working and then sort of go from there
0: well you know uh, um, growing up with the background uh, um, and you know the lack of funds uh, I worked and went to college at the same time uh, um, I had I had a really great opportunity I got a job as a computer operator um, it was an on-the-job training uh, job and so I learned learned on the job as I was going but Um, it, I worked from two o'clock in the afternoon till 10 o'clock at night. Um, it was a second shift. And so that allowed me to work a full-time job and go to college during the day. And then, you know, I, you know, when I come home from my job at 10 o'clock, I'd usually study till maybe, um, midnight and then I'd be back up and going back to school again. And then weekends, of course, I studied a lot. And so that that allowed me to do both have a full time job and go to college. So I, um, you know, I, I, kind of a joke, but I I I was really um, I really studied and majored in a really great career path. Uh, I majored in music, mm-hmm. and uh, I I didn't <laughs> I didn't use that all that much in my career path. But fortunately, I minored in business, and so that really became the career path that i took was following my business passion
2: Mm. Uh, so so you went on you went to follow your business passion um you know what point did you start setting up your own businesses well uh, you know i mean
0: you know you can look at it in a couple of different ways but you know my real first business was when i was 14. um i um because we were you know, because we were poor, we, uh, you know, we had to take care of a lot of things ourselves. So I learned how, you know, I, I kind of, as I was growing up, I, I mowed the lawn at, at my home, but I also, um, you know, we had a used lawnmower and it it always was needing some repair, you know, there was always something I needed to do to it. So I learned how to repair that lawnmower and at 14, I, I went down to a local service station that was a few blocks away from our house, and I talked the owner of the service station into letting me come in um, a- after school and repair lawnmowers. So um, that was my first, my first uh, business. Uh, I contracted him to use a piece of his, um, his service station, one of his bays, and I repaired lawnmowers there, and then I just paid him a sort of rent each month for that bay. And I and I had a um, lawnmower repair business at 14, but, um, but at t- age 24, I started a manufacturing company. I I kind of I had a mechanical background. I had you know I I'm always been a daydreamer all my life. I've been a daydreamer, and I. I like to daydream. I, I tell people I think dreaming is the starting point of all greatness, and so uh, I uh, I had daydreamed up this idea for a product, and I I literally started making it in my basement at age twenty four, and then by by twenty seven we've grown to the point where we had a we had a manufacturing facility, and uh, we were at the point by by twenty eight and twenty nine. I had products in almost every major retail outlet in the United States at that time.
2: Wow, wow. So, so was was it the was it the Zig Ziglar tapes that made made the difference? Because I would imagine you know from from the background that you dis, you described with the seven children coming from living in the projects area of Chicago. I've been to Chicago, but I haven't been to the projects area, um, and uh, you know, not having good income, but it's you know, at twenty-four. There you are with a business with products that you've created in retail stores around the U.S. I mean, a lot of people would still be feeling a bit sorry for themselves at twenty-four. Well, I really
0: believe that you know the Zig Ziglar tapes were the the starting point and and really you know dramatic effect on my life. Uh, you know, I listened to those set of Zig Ziglar tapes um, just. Uh, Like I mentioned, I listen to them 24 hours a day, and you know, starting with Zig Ziglar, but I went on to Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley, um, Tony Robbins, you, Earl Nightingale, you name it. I listen to it. Um, You know, there's a there's a great book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I have read that book many many times. I can't even tell you how many times I've read that book, but. I really started on a journey of educating myself and getting every possible viewpoint that I could. You know, anybody that was writing or speaking something about how to become great in your life, I was reading or listening to it or I I mean I've seen Zig Ziglar in person more than 50 times. I've I've seen Tony Robbins in person several times, you know, One of the things Tony Robbins does is he, you know, during the first night, they lay out a whole bunch of 12-foot lines of hot coals. And, you know, people take their shoes off and walk barefoot across those hot coals in an effort to say, if I can do this, I can do anything. And I've done that several times. And, you know, I just, I really, I did everything I could do to grow as a human being.
2: Great. Uh, great, great, ad, great advice there. I'm, I'm, uh, we've got about two minutes until we go into commercial break. Um, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, what what should we do as um, you know, maybe employee employers if we are interviewing people who have a, a low self image. I mean, how how can we how can we assess that?
0: Well, uh, you know, you, you can assess that by looking at how does someone hold themselves. How 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 many times in your interview do they smile? You know what kinds of things do they say to you? Uh, you know, um, you know, I, I get I get very I get very personal with people, and I I literally ask them, you know, how do how do you perceive yourself? What you know, what are some of your greatest strengths? And you know, uh, you know, do you feel like you have any any things that are not your greatest strength? And and the the answers that they give you will will they start to tell you how they feel about themselves. and you know one of the things I always do is I always say, you know what's your thoughts about taking uh, taking some of your own personal time to grow as a human being? if If I provide you with some material, would you commit to taking some of your personal time to listen to that material, to read that material, to grow as a human being? And, uh, and you know the enthusiasm that they say yes with will tell you, is this a good potential hire or not?
2: I, that's a really good, really good point because you could, you could uh, you know, dismiss people at that stage, but actually, you could also there's a great, maybe a great opportunity to help them. And I think what you've just described there um, is very, very worthy um, to offer them a, an, an option and also see how they respond to it. Because some people won't respond to it, will they? And we're going to go to commercial break right now. We'll be back again in, uh, in a few moments and find out about how we can maybe you know push past our comfort levels when we're building our self-image, how to actually do that. We'll be back again with you in a, in a couple of minutes.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you are looking for both an inside and insightful look at what you're not seeing in media coverage of today's legal, business, and policy battles, Tune into In the Court of Public Opinion with host Jim Haggerty. What happens in the public arena affects us all. Whether you're following the latest high-profile court case, corporate crisis, or are just interested in government and policy, be sure to tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. The witnesses are ready and the jury seated. So join us for our next session in the Court of Public Opinion business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper.
2: Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and CC1Consulting.com. I'm with, with Daryl Noak. And we, we, talk, Darryl, uh, we talked about self-image and uh, kind of what it is and also um, some steps to kind of master it. Then we heard a bit from uh, Darrell about you know, his background and his experiences from a very challenging background um, and you know, where at 24, some of the amazing things that he'd uh, already started to achieve. And I was kind of interested now in – we also chatted at the end about maybe when we were recruiting people what we should think about self-image. And I think it would be helpful now to just have a a conversation before we finish about, you know, building other people's self-image and maybe also then about how we can, you know, push back, push um across those kind of areas where we're feeling maybe gripped with fear or feeling uncomfortable um to enable us to build that self-image even further. So I'm gonna start with the question, Daryl. How can we help in building maybe the self-image of our team and, and also I think probably about our partners and our children who might be lacking in self esteem?
0: Well, you know, the number one thing that I really feel is the answer to that question is the greater your self-esteem, the more you live that life, the more you're gonna project that to others. And so I'm, I've always said that a great leader leads by example. You know, a great parent leads by example. You know, um, you can't just say to someone, here's the things that you should do, but then you're not following those same types of steps. Because people learn by what they see that, you know, studies have shown that your children, your employees, they follow your example that you lead by. And if, you're, if you say something to them that you want them to to be doing or, or working towards, but yet you're not living that example, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. So lead by example, live that message Really enhance your own self esteem, and as you're doing that, your children, your your employees, they will they'll see what you're doing and they'll follow suit. They'll they'll follow your example.
2: It's kind of infectious, isn't it? Sort of be, be the best you can be, and then other people around you start to want to be the best they can be as well. Um, so, how important is you know, sort of pushing? past our comfort levels when it comes to building self image. I think you mentioned it earlier. Um, cause we all feel sometimes, um, we all want to feel comfortable with ourselves. Um, but I also kind of wonder when in pushing past the comfort zone is that maybe sometimes or for some people actually being comfortable might to them be a form of success. I'm explaining myself clearly.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you are, and, and you're right. Uh we all get stuck in what we feel is very comfortable, what you know, what we've learned to do, um, well, we, we're comfort, comfort level at that point. And I really believe that if we are going to achieve greatness in life, that we have to push past those comfort levels. Uh, you know, we have to start working towards the, you know, you know, even though we want to be grateful for where we're at, uh, but we want to push past those comfort levels. We want to we want to work to learn, to achieve more, to be more, and to really find the greatness within ourselves. And so, a great way to start pushing past those comfort levels, uh, you know, let's say that you're you know, I talk to a lot of people that have a fear of speaking to others in a crowd, or you know, or maybe on stage, and and so um, you know one of the things i tell people is how you push past those comfort levels you know and and take away the fear of where you're going to go in that particular scenario is just start small do one small little thing you know a, an example i use is if you go to if you go to a lake or you go somewhere that you're thinking about going swimming you rarely just walk in no matter whether you know what the water temperature is, you most people just don't just dive in and and then find out that the water is freezing cold. They always just put their toe in the water and see, they test the temperature of the water and then they decide how much they're going to jump in. And so in life, that's the same way you have to to push past your comfort levels, you have to learn that new set of skills is you start with something very small. And so if you wanna, let's say that you wanna, you wanna learn how to speak in front of people, but you're afraid of that, that, that makes you uncomfortable. So you do small things to start doing that. Maybe, maybe just start thinking about it as you're talking to another person and you start talking to them like you're gonna be on stage. And then maybe then you start talking to two people, you gather two people and start talking to two people about whatever that subject is. And and just, you know, maybe then get to the point, you know, maybe try speaking on stage with one person listening to you. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your friend. And you start just doing little, little baby steps. And the more you do those little baby steps and then you increase those baby steps. Then all of a sudden, before you know it, you found that you're very comfortable speaking in front of of bigger crowds, and then to the point that you're you're uh, comfortable speaking in front of large crowds. So starting small and working your way up little by little is the way to overcome that that fear and getting outside of that comfort zone.
2: (coughs) And what about? I mean, what about people who you know are so got only got a a couple of minutes? um, But what about people who are so gripped with fear? That they won't even put their toe in the water. I'm I'm thinking of an episode I had recently with trying to take my my six year old swimming (laughs) for a swimming lesson. Is there anything we could do in those situations?
0: Well, you know, um, um, maybe if you're just really, really gripped with fear, um, you know, uh, maybe you need to just splash some water on your your toe rather than sticking your toe in the water. Uh, but you know maybe you start just a little bit smaller but you know uh um, um, i know that uh um my uh, my wife um used to uh, she had she has a terrible fear of speaking in front of crowds um but we used to teach seminars and so um part of the seminars we used we used to be really heavily involved in the real estate industry and and so <laughs> She really was um, very heavily in in part of the day to day management of our tenants, the day to day management of our paperwork and our accounting, and and so at the end at the end of each time we would have her do just a little bit of speaking, and so we had to have her start small like that.
2: Fantastic. Well, we're going to have to finish there now. Now, Dowell, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been fascinating to talk to you um i hope you've enjoyed it um to to find out more about dowel go to uh, www.truewealthuniversity.com uh, to find out more about future shows and my take on past ones also sign up for the be more achieve more newsletter at www.bemoreachievemore.com uh, if any questions um, Chris at be More Um, next week's show is on the art of influencing with Marianne abeep pesh and Andy Laparta. Marianne is former global chief financial officer for Shell Aviation and she's writing a book for the Financial Times on corporate leadership um, she's a regular columnist um, around the world Andy Laparta, a previous guest um, is uh, one of Europe's leading networking strategists um, he's had three very successful books he's high media demand and we're going to be talking about the art of influencing Darrell Noak thank you you so much for joining us today.
0: I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you.
2: You take care. And uh, over to Voice America.
1: We thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8am US Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel.